God. Ah! Wait till these boys they play. I swear, Bonner Boy, don't give these boys to go. Because wait till be this. See, see, they go on the hand. You carry 60 million, go buy him out. Man, just they move around for pitch. We don't know where you they play. Just they move around like, like, like Pocoli. See, Antony. This guy is supposed to play Bonner. Now, TikToker. He's supposed to beg for this. Shut up. Wait till they talk for man, Sam. Mauricio Pochettino has initiated conversations with Romelu Lukaku, looking for ways to integrate the Belgian striker back into the Chelsea squad, if possible. Mohamed Salah has indicated his interest in joining Ali Tiyad, the Saudi Pro League side, in a deal which sees him as the highest speed footballer in the history of the game, also the highest speed footballer in the Saudi Pro League. Well. Do you know that so far in this summer transfer window, Manchester United have made the signing of two outfielders, and guess what? Both players are out injured. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am Maxi. You can call me Maxi for short, and you are welcome to another exciting edition of your favorite football talk show. Fans Corner with Maxi. Welcome back guys and I'm sorry to let you know that I am alone on the show today and um, I would like to get things started real quick without further ado. Well, it is no it is not a pleasant news for Chelsea fans that Mojo Pochettino is, has been talking to um, the women Lukaku looking for ways to integrate him back into the squad. Even though some fraction, like in, let's say 5% of Chelsea fans might feel that's, that is the way to go or something like that. But I feel personally, Roman Lukaku has, has burnt the bridges to, to Stanford Bridge. He has, that, that leads to Stanford Bridge. He has, in his actions and um, in his words, as as um, discountenance the the job that has been going on and uh, at Chelsea and also in bringing him back into the squad is is like is like useless in and um, bringing back to ground zero everything that every business Chelsea has done in the summer for in the past season and this this season the summer transfer window so I feel I feel Romelu Lukaku shouldn't even get away back into the Chelsea squad. Chelsea should just take the um, take the Dusan Vlaovic deal with Juventus, give them Lukaku, pay 40 million plus Dusan Vlaovic, get a striker in the ball in the in the team, a striker that will, that will, that will, that will be a point nine, that will be a point man, a target man for players like Nicola Jackson to go and also the ball, pass the ball to and then they finish it off. I feel I feel Chelsea should, should take the Dusan Vlaovic deal ahead of bringing Lukaku back into the team, unless they want to save money though. Well, I don't know. I think I think. Chelsea has already started the season. They started the season on the wrong foot, though they played their first match in a in a very electrifying game at Stafford Bridge against Liverpool. They played well. We saw the beauty of their football, the beauty of Enzo Fernandez and all. But that was not the case last Sunday at West Ham. It was a great first half though to watch. After the Kani Chukwemeka equalizer, yeah, everything was going well. And then the second half was just like a comedy skit. I don't. I didn't understand what Chelsea was trying to do, what they were playing, and all. And then considering the penalty um, to to a ten-man West, West Ham, that's Moses Moises Caicedo, the British record 
signing, considering the penalty to, to 10 man waste time, and then for that losing, for that stretching, the defeat 3 1 was a tough one to take for Chelsea fans. But I believe it's part of the process, and uh, everything can just click at once. We just, um, Chelsea just go our, they, they go our up their game and um, do everything possible well to get out of the pit. As it stands correctly, they, they currently sit 15th on the Premier League log. It is, it is looking like deja vu, but I hope it is not. Well, moving away from, well, well, well before moving away from Chelsea also, as though Fernandez should be Chelsea's penalty taker. I'm sorry, I'm going to say this and I've been saying this, I'm going to say it over and over again. Enzo Fernandez will have no business taking sports kicks at Chelsea Football Club. I need Pochettino to take like a quick, very, very quick step on that immediately. And then moving away from Chelsea, Mason Greenwood has been released by Manchester United. It is an official agreement between, like a mutual agreement between the player and the club. Well, we saw this coming. Now it has happened. Well, what I feel is, what I, what I feel is. Manchester United should have done this earlier. They, they, they left this decision to leave because whichever way it was going to come to this conclusion, it was going to come to this end. They've signed players to replace Mason Greenwood, even though those players have not lived up to expectation. And um, Greenwood has left the club officially, and um, he has to find his next. His, he, has, he has to find his his, his, his next um, wage elsewhere, and I feel. He's the guy is up there for the taking. He has the talent, he has the skills, I know. Would I advise him to stay in the Premier League? Not now. Even if you are going to come back to the Premier League, maybe after a year or two or so, because the the topic is really, is really a hot kick right now. And then everyone wants to have a piece of it. Everyone wants to tear you to shreds, especially when you join another club and then you play against your old club, Manchester United. Yes, you still have people that love you at the club, but... Then the decision that the club made was based on the fans' outrage and all. And then you know it is a football club. It is, it is a business organization. They, they got to do what they got to do to secure the bags. Do you get me? So, Mason Greenwood is clubless and then they should be looking elsewhere for him. I personally feel just should take this deal. Sign him, loan him to Strasbourg. He's a free player though. Yeah, this has nothing to do with FFP. Sign the guy, send him to Strasbourg. Six or one month, he should come back and then dispose of Ryan Sterling in, in the Chelsea squad. <laughs> well, moving away from that too, Mohamed Salah has dedicated his interest to leave Liverpool and join Ali Tiyad in the Saudi Pro League. Well, money speaking, money speaking, because everyone now is good, is now is good for the money. And then there's nothing else. You can't tell me Salah wants to go there. Salah wants to go to the Saudi League. Of course, he's, he's going there as, as an Arab man. It will be, I think it will be so easy for him though in that league. And um, even if it's not easy, he has the money to cover it. He's going to be the highest paid footballer in the, in the world, like in the history of the football game. He's going to be the highest paid footballer. And then mm. that's that for that breaks then Neymar's and um, Cristiano Ronaldo's record in the Saudi Pro League as the highest in, uh, in, the, in the Saudi Pro League. So I think it's a, it's a good decision for Mohamed Salah if he decides now that he's done with the Premier League and then he wants to go elsewhere to make his money and then retire. I think it's, it's a very good decision for him and his family. And then he needs that too because it's, it's going to be a familiar ground though. Yeah, it's going to be a familiar ground to him and then good luck to him. Good luck to Mohamed Salah. But as for Liverpool fans, they will, they will feel so, 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 so undone with this one. And then it is 
well, it is not looking pleasant. It can't really look pleasant because what do I expect? I do not expect anything more or anything less like that. It's not like um, it's not, it's not like Salah Salah committed is committed to them with an eight-year contract or something like that. He's, he always has the free will to leave, and then he's he feels this is the time to 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 do that, and then Liverpool are going to enter enter into negotiations with Alitiad very 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 soon because Mohamed Salah could be leaving Liverpool before the end of the transfer window which goes down in less than nine days from now I get yeah so good luck to Mohamed Salah I would wish him wish him a very very good luck I am actually happy that he's living he's living the Premier League but even I'm not, I'm not excited because of my FPL anyways it's it's a good news good readouts and then I hope and Liverpool fans will get over this in in no time in no time it is it's actually a, a pleasant way to say goodbye to your former club well 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 another news out of saudi arabia is that um alitiad head coach nuno espirito santo you know him that former wolves guy that former wolves manager you know espirito santo the portuguese has has a fallout with um french striker karim benzema benzema asked asked him to to take the captain's hand bad and um espirito denied and gave it to one guy like that so Ben Bezima has refused to show up in training and then the club officials have warned Nuno Espirito Santo that he risks his job if Karim Bezima doesn't return to training which Espirito Santo has made clear to the club official that he never asked for Karim Benzema and that Karim Benzema is not in his plans but now the club is giving is keeping no, no, Espirito Santo at the ransom, like, he's keeping him all stage, like, if we don't see Karim Benzema report to training soon, you will pay for it with your job. Um, moving away from Karim Benzema, that's, that's actually, it got a behavior, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a huge got a behavior, and then, I hope footballers do better because if this is if this was to be a Lionel Messi or a Cristiano Ronaldo, the media would have gone down. Everywhere would be shut down and with news, false narratives everywhere. But now this Karim Benzema and then I don't know why this guy is this is just the typical this is just the the the, the classic Karim Benzema. It's not like he's the good guy or something. He's always been been this guy that wants to be on the uh, or, I don't know, I don't I don't I don't know how to put it, but all the best. So let's let's hope Karim Benzema returns to training soon and then Dono Espirito Santo will be able to save his job. Uh he takes the hard way, the highway out. Uh -huh. And away from the Karim Benzema story, there's this about Manchester United signing to outfit players. Yeah, when we when we talk about outfitters, let's talk about outfit players. We are talking about about, about players that, that play outside the goalkeeper position. Yeah, from the striking from the striker to the defender, they're all outfit players except the goalkeeper. So Manchester United have signed two outfit players so far in this summer transfer window. And then both of them are, are out injured. We have Rasmus Oyland, the the 70 million strikers signing from Atlanta in Italy, who is here to play a game for Manchester United. He arrived Manchester United with a back injury. And then it is the news the news I've been getting is is um is, is his debut will be delayed until after the international break in September 
And also, Missy Mount has been ruled out of Manchester United next game, and then we'll be after. We'll be out for a, for a while, and then we'll return after the the international break too in September. Yes, 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 yes. That's why the fact that Manchester United's midfield needs more reinforcements. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, um, since the start of the season, um, Casemiro has been a shadow of himself. He's not been, he's not been, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not he's, he has not been all that. Fred has left for Fanabache. We still have Scott McTominay on the bench. Like, and I get with with Mr. Mount out injured and then. The signing of Amrabat, Sofian Amrabat stalling. I think I mean Scott Matomini gets back into the squad to play with Fem, Casemiro, Eriksen, and um, Bruno Fernandes, of course. It is I don't know. It was evident in the Tottenham Tottenham Hotspur game, which Tottenham won to new at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That Manchester United were lacking depth in midfield. Like what should I say? Should I say depth? They were lack they were lacking that the, the presence of that pivotal pivotal midfield that that, that 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 important player for them to to take out opposition intercept passes and all make tackles Mr. Matt is not is, is is the best I mean sorry it's the wrong choice to play pivot with then you are pairing Mr. Mount and um and the Casemiro in the defensive midfield pivot with Bruno Fernandes in the attacking position <laughs> honestly left to me I'd have preferred um Bruno Fernandes playing the DM role alongside um, Casemiro, but is Mr. Mount even talented enough to play as an attacking midfielder? That's a question for another day because I don't understand the signing of Mr. Mount in the first place. I never understood the signing of Mr. Mount in the first place by Manchester United. But I believe Eric Tenag knows what he's doing and then he needs to find a way and figure it out soon because if he keeps on going this way with Mr. Mount, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to get a, get a big result. One thing about Mr. Mount is 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 the hard worker. Is this guy who works so well on the pitch? He has the work rate, but what is the the talent? Is is no? It's not really there. Talent is, is kind of lacking. I'm not criticizing him, but that's, this is what I've observed from his time at at Chelsea too. Yes. Um. Moving away from Manchester United, we also have another. We had we had we had a game on the weekend. In the Premier League, in the weekend, during the weekend, um, Manchester City against Newcastle was a very tough game, a very, very, very tough game. And of course, well, it didn't come easy. They struggled to a one new victory, and um, a victory is all that And um, the three points is all is all all needed, and then they got it. Congratulations to Manchester City winning that game because it was really a difficult, a difficult game. Yeah, they 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 they, they controlled it perfectly well, though. Even though I think I think the the injury of of the Kevin De Bruyne is doing a lot in lower damage to the current Manchester United Manchester City squad, and they're moving away from there. Arsenal keeps improving. They they keep they keep grinding out the results, and that is that is one quality of of champions that you cannot you cannot ignore. Arsenal they are playing very good football at the moment, and um, I appreciate whatever they are doing over there at the Emirates. Whatever Mikel Arteta is doing is working for him, and then. I hope they keep up the momentum to game day 38. Moving to moving away from the Premier League, the Spanish um, the Spanish La Liga continued over the weekend. Um, Barcelona got a much needed victory, and then Jude Bellingham is tearing is tearing up the La Liga. I think 
I think this is all thanks to um, Carlo Ancelotti's diamond formation. He's back to it. Same thing he did there back then um, at AC Milan. If you remember, the midfield is always is always in the triangular shape. Um, I think I think I think in Real Madrid right now we have we have his um, Bellingham and then there's Valverde and with this guy, this other guy, Chouameni, Kamavinga. She gets at the back, but um, Bellingham is is the one playing in the attacking midfield role, and that explains why he's getting more goals. Remember back then, in the back then back then at AC Milan, we had um, Kaka. Kaka was here. And um, the black Karnasidov uh, and this other guy playing the midfield back then. When they, that, that, that season, that season, Kaka ended up winning the Ballon d'Or, outscoring everybody in Italian Serie A. And I think, I think in Europe too. He outscored everyone in the Italian Serie A. Though. I'm very sure about that. And then he went on to win the Ballon d'Or that same season. I think that's the same thing that is happening with Jude Bellingham right now. But, but the thing is, after all that one of the attackers we have to pay for it we can see that it is i think yeah, back then it was um i think galadini had to pay for it the goals just dried up and then the other guy the other attacker is going to keep scoring and then i think something is happening at real madrid right now i think rodrigo will be getting all the goals maybe getting the goals and i think vinicius Junior may not really Really get the goals this season, though. I hope. I hope I'm not right, but I just hope this is not another history presents itself. But that doesn't mean Real Madrid can go to win. This is an opportunity for Bellingham to introduce himself to the world. Well, he has introduced himself to the world before, but this is a bigger opportunity to show the world that okay, as an emergency force now, I can deliver. <laughs> Do you get me? He's actually doing well. Like he has. Three goals in two games right now, in two, two La Liga games this season. That is that is something massive to look out for. Also, Atletico Madrid doing well for themselves. Back to the keys. The thing is, yeah, Felix has been left out of the squad and is still looking for a football club at the moment. Well, I wish wish everybody well. This episode is kind of has to be sped up though because I am alone here and then without a guest. So, moving on to the next talking point. I'm going to the Italian Serie A. Oh my Jesus. See my, see my darling. It's Milan. See Christian Pulisic. See Olivier Giroud. Looks like deja vu to me. This is deja vu. Looks like, ah, uh-uh. this was what, this was what I had at Chelsea back then as far back as 2020, 2021. Yes, this link up between Giroud and Pulisic and then they've started it again as AC Milan. Well, I'm lucky to be a fan of of Chelsea and of AC Milan, so I enjoy watching both players play. Also, Napoli and um, with our brother can't stop scoring, you know. Victor Osimhen won't stop scoring, you know, anytime soon, you know. Ah, that guy is a gem, I beg, and I think he's. I'm really happy he's at the top of this game of his game right now. And um, it's a very good one for him, a good, very good one for Nigeria too, Nigeria as a whole, a very good one for Napoli to be, to be, to be precise. And um, Victor Simeon, keep it up. Keep it, we, we love to see you at the top. You are, you are a great guy, you are a great footballer. Just keep it up, keep the momentum high. Don't relent, just get at the top of the game. We know every game can be rosy, but we wish you all the best. Victor Osimhen. Yes, yes, yes. Also in the German Bundesliga, 
Hurricane got an assist and a goal on his debut for Bayern München. Grateful for them. Grateful for Thomas Tuchel. I think they need they need to find the rhythm from here now on because Tuchel hasn't really been all that since he took the Bayern München job. And then any other thing to talk about before we bring before I bring this episode to a wrap. I would like to check for other things and um I think I, I was going to talk about I was going to talk about this issue and then do I have it yet now? Yes. Chelsea fans should be worried. The crisis that happened last season is it, should I say I'm not going to say it's, it's about to get started. That's already. You don't start already. You don't you don't need soap. You don't need Oko. Chelsea players are starting to go out on injury again. Like, look at now, Mikhail Mudrik has been reported to have started rehabilitation too because he has undergone an assessment and all that. Yeah, he suffered an injury in training during the during the course of the week. Like, what's happening with Chelsea? This was the same issue these guys had as a last season that tore their season apart. What is going on, Chelsea fans? They had this 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 same crisis occurred last season here. And then this season we've seen we've seen Pedro Badashil is out injured, and not only that we have other players who are out injured. As in, I do I do I don't know what to say to Chelsea. We have um, Kanechukwemeka. We saw Kanechukwemeka after scoring his first goal for Chelsea on Sunday against West Ham. He's out injured, receive recovery well post surgery, and he's had the surgery. Shevchenkoba is currently undergoing his rehabilitation program. Wesley Fofana. He's still in the early stages of his rehabilitation. This James, I, about that one, we shouldn't be surprised. Mayalo Mudrik, what have you played that you are picking up injury in preseason, in 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 training? Christopher Nkuku, that's no longer news. I I'm, I I don't know even what to say. We still have um this guy out, this goalkeeper, um what's his name, himself? Um, <laughs> God have beg, I don't. Wait, what's this guy's name? I'm, I'm actually missing his name right now. Yeah, Amanda Breja is out though. Yeah, he's, he's at the end stages. I think he's closer to return. He has returned to training. He's closer to return very, very soon. Well, Marcos Bettinelli, yeah, the goalkeeper. Marcos Bettinelli is, has also been out. He never even took part in preseason at all. So, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope it is not a big deal though for Chelsea. And it is a very, very devastating situation to be in for Chelsea fans at the moment. And even the, the Chelsea, as as a the Chelsea football club as a whole, it is this is not looking good at the moment. But I I think and I pray we find our footing so very soon. So I'll quickly do a rundown of the fixtures we have across the top five leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fixtures are coming up. Well, let's begin with the Premier League. Chelsea plays to Little Tower Stamford Bridge on Friday at eight p.m. Brentford welcomes Crystal Palace on Saturday, 3 p.m. Manchester United also at 3 p.m. plays to Nottingham Forest at the Old Trafford. Brighton welcomes West Ham. Burnley plays host to Aston Villa on Sunday. Uh, Bournemouth will host Tottenham Hotspur on Saturday. Arsenal will also host Fulham on um, Saturday at 15 p.m. Well, the early kickoff. Any kickoff of Saturdays between Bournemouth and Tottenham Hotspur. Everton plays 
out of to Wolves on Saturday. Everton has been having a very, very, I don't know, they've, we've only gone two games into the season and then they are looking like a relegation side already. I'm sorry to say, they may just, they may just have to accept the relegation invitation this season because they've escaped the relegation zone. They've, they've escaped the relegation for, for two seasons in a row. And then the best they could do is get Ashley Young and uh, some other random signings. During the course of this summer transfer window, well, they have a manager has shown that is an expert in avoiding relegation, should I say. On Sunday, Sheffield United will play host to defending champions Manchester City at exactly 2 p.m. While at 4.30 p.m., Newcastle will play host to Liverpool. That is the match to watch out for over the course of the weekend in the Premier League. Newcastle versus Liverpool is is probably toughest fixture on the weekend. But I think I see <laughs> I see Newcastle taking this one, to be honest with you. Yeah, moving across to Spain in La Liga. Brian Barcelona will visit Villarreal on Sunday at exactly 4.30 p.m. And on Friday, Celta Vigo will play host to league leaders Real Madrid. Also on Monday, Rival Vallecano will host Atletico Madrid. At oh, moving on to the Italian Serie on Saturday, a similar we play host to Torino at the San Siro on Saturday. Um, Napoli we play host to Sassuolo on Sunday. That's our own brother Vito Simen will be in action. Juventus we also play host to Bologna, Bologna on Sunday. While Frosinone we play host to Atalanta on Saturday. Cagliari we host Inter Milan. At home on Monday, moving out to the German Bundesliga, RB Leipzig, we host VFB Stuttgart on Friday, Cologne, we host Wolfsburg on Saturday, VFL Bochum, we host Borussia Dortmund on Saturday at exactly 2.30 p.m. Borussia Mönchengladbach, we play host to Leverkusen, Bayern Leverkusen on Saturday at exactly 5.30 p.m. And on Sunday, Bayern Munchen and um, Hurricane we host Osborg at the Allianz Arena on Sunday at the Zeitling for the EP. And then moving across to the league on the French League Gold, Nantes we host Morocco on Friday. PSG play, play host to Lens on Saturday at 8pm. Um, Strasbourg, yes, the sister club of Chelsea Football Club. We host Tonui on Sunday at exactly 2 p.m. Olympic de Marcel, we play host to Brest on a Saturday. RC I and mean, Rene, start Rene, we play host to they have on Sunday. Why would you see this? We host Olympic Lyon on Sunday as well. That is it. A quick rundown of all the fixtures we have across the weekend. Let's go for a short break. Ladies and gentlemen. Listen to the following announcement. Hey, my guy, what's in the shop for real? This is the beginning of another football season. You see, they shout out at your club. You see, never get your clothes. What's in the shop? I did tell you, see, I get one guy with the say with Jesse. At the Jesse Guy 20 on all platforms. It's just simple. At the Jesse Guy 20 on all platforms. He did sure say he go deliver for you. You can even contact him on WhatsApp at 081 469 it's it's nine. Make I even take you that again. At WhatsApp, I'll be on WhatsApp then. 081-469-63889. It is all different jerseys, basketball, retro, 
vintage. He sells the current jerseys for your clubs. And also, he sells trading jerseys. He did deliver for anywhere for Nigeria. Man, they tell you fact. Even if Nasambisa, he could deliver for you. He did sell fast version and he did sell player version. Fast version goes for 9K and the player version goes for 13K. Bereo. Man, I tell you again, no. Don't be a plastic fan. Let us help you before it is too late. That's the life of the city, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damn, oh, yeah, yeah. Jello, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mama, she's back, come back, come. Take me the start to the paragon. Start to the halagon. Cause you know some of my people, they can lag on. So guys, that is all I have for you on this edition of Fans Gonna with Maxi. And as you must have known, I am alone this time around. Next episode promises not to be the same. Well, I would like to say thank you to you all for riding with me all along. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for your feedbacks. Also, don't forget you can reach me at Maxi the Good Guy on Twitter or Maxi the Good Guy on Instagram. Maxi the Good Guy on Twitter or Maxi the Good Guy on Instagram. You can also follow the podcast Instagram page at FC with Maxi. And I'll take that again. FC with Maxi. Yeah. Now let's go back to Maxi the Good Guy, which is spelled. It's M-A-X-I-T-H-E-G-U-H-D-G-U-Y. I'll take that again. M-A-X-I-T-H-E-G-U-H-D-G-U-Y. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being there. Till next time, then I see you. I remain, just sincerely, Maxi for shorts. You go computer village, go carry all the boy boys. Carry you go Tuku, carry you go see you go. Tuku and make all of them. You carry Malo, Malo Gusto, Chris Brown. You use 200 billion sign Kaisado. Kaisado, they play that person where we have special suits. Mujik, send up go Ukraine. Now, why is supposed to fight? Tell that that's a cool